Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rolling, bro. Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now... From the mayor's office. Get in there today and get a big scraper. On the east shore. Shovel. Of Spoon Lake. Pail. It's Garage Logic with rookie on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally, Kenny from the Crabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor. Joe Souchere. Can you give me a little fanfare for a guy named Colin O'Brady? Colin, Colin. I'm going to say Colin. Colin O'Brady. C-O-L-I-N. C-O-L-I-N. You want a little fanfare? A little fanfare for Colin O'Brady. All righty. First guy ever to make the first unaided solo walk Across Antarctica. Whoa! Took 54 days to walk 932 miles across the frozen continent, dragging his 300-pound sled. He covered the uh, final 77.5 miles over 32 hours without sleep, a trek he described as an Antarctic ultramarathon, then called his family to tell them tearfully, I did it. Something overcame me, O'Brady said in a telephone interview with the New York Times. I didn't listen to any music. I just locked in like I'm going until I'm done. It was profound, it was beautiful, and it was an amazing way to finish. He's an endurance athlete from Portland, Oregon. Okay. He spent 54 days in conditions that pushed his body to the limit, battling hunger, cold, and solitude, often trekking almost blind through driving snow, struggling over treacherous terrain, and pulling weeks' worth of supplies on a sled. The total journey was 932 miles. He's 33. He called his journey the impossible first. In 2016, Britain Henry Worsley died after calling off the same trek only 30 miles from the end. Another explorer gave up uh, the quest at the South Pole last year. According to the pressure, O'Brady was racing, adding to the pressure, O'Brady was racing Britain Lewis Rudd, a friend of Worsley, uh, the guy who died. Uh, in a competition with echoes of the famous contest to reach the South Pole more than a century ago. The two men set off together with Rudd taking an early lead, but by Christmas Day he was more than 80 miles behind his American rival. So two of them were doing this. O'Brady decided to make a final push for the finish line on Christmas Day. He finally stopped near midnight but took only 90 minutes to boil water and eat a double ration of dinner. Wow. How Uh, big are these things? Boil water? Yeah. 
He told Jenna Bissaw, his wife and expedition manager, that he wanted to keep moving. She and other close relatives questioned O'Brady to check uh, that exhaustion and hunger were not affecting his mind. Well, something affected his mind to do this in the first place. Yeah, I, what a what an athlete. I I would have um, I would have a problem with one aspect of the, or one, one thing that you had to do during that trek. Yeah, and that would be problematic. Going to the bathroom. Yeah, going. Uh, you know, number, number two. Yeah, I, I don't think you. Uh, I don't think it was a big problem. I think they figured that out. It's cold. What That's you, true. That's what do you true. mean it's not a problem? Well, I guess it would. I, not, <laughs> I, I haven't thought about it. See? I watched. Don't power wash this guy. No, no, but I watched uh, what was Max von Sydow in some movie about a bunch of guys getting in a hot air balloon and trekking across, and it was cold. Yeah. And unfortunately, at that part of the movie, I did see, and it looked like it wasn't. You're not going in there reading the sports page and going, hey, this is, All right. I'll be gone you know for why? five You know minutes. why? This is why you're sitting there, and this this guy is now going to be uh, get the acclaim of the world for his adventure. That would be my first question. I know. How did it go? How, uh, you know what? One of the biggest problems for the two men was dragging enough food to keep themselves warm and moving. They expected to get through about 10,000 calories a day, and the length of the trip meant it was hard for them to drag enough food at the start. O'Brady took 280 personally tailored Colin bars drawn up after tests by a nutrition company looking for the smallest allergies that supplied more than 11. What? No. So I don't wait know a minute, what that wait means. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There were two guys that traveled together or they, they were independently? Off, they, they took off together to see who would be the first to do it. Got it. Right. And the American beat the Brit. So, Gary, we're going to have to stay warm tonight. Right. I, hey, look away. I got to. I got to run up the hill. According to, uh, <laughs> according to, uh, this is a big deal. You two idiots. If it sounds like I'm fighting, oh, if it sounds like I'm fighting with the polar bear, it's not the case. Listen, it's you, the, it's you the complete beans. morons. If it sounds like I'm fighting a polar bear, think just what this guy don't come did. over and help me. Hey, hey, hey! Shape up in there. Think what this guy did. I'm, that's what I'm. That it's was extraordinary. It is. I'll be over here boiling water. God, hey, help hey, you, you people. Uh, <laughs> these little bars made up half his daily diet, but O'Brady began oh. wasting away, he reported on Instagram. I've lost weight, he wrote six weeks in, so much so that I'm afraid to take a close look at my body. My calves feel more like the size of my arms at this point. Mm. My watch is starting to slide around on my wrist, and I've had to tighten the strap. The cold also bit more as he got weaker. Later photos show O'Brady with black tape on his nose and cheeks used for installation when frost nip, a warning of more dangerous frostbite, set in. Both men also had to resist temptation when they reached the South Pole, where there was a small scientific station. If they had gone inside or expected even a cup, accepted even a cup of tea from the team working there, their trip would no longer have been considered unsupported. Wow. They had to pass by a warm building. Wow, they probably had a bathroom. Oh, good, you wouldn't belong getting fresh, but... No. What was that from? That was the kid, the Irish kid, going to school school on a cold day. That's right. Oh, good, you wouldn't belong getting fresh, but... No, I don't know. You love that accent. I love that. I wish I could do that one. Other explorers have made the journey across the Antarctica alone, but using food supplies dropped along the route for them to collect, or with giant kites that help them harness the power of polar winds. That's cheating, isn't it? Well, that's why this guy's got the recognition of being the first. 
Right. O'Brady was the first to make the journey using only the power of his muscles. Rudd, if he completes the trip, will be the second. Uh, for all of his intense hardships, O'Brady also celebrated moments of joy and beauty, including sightings of a circular rainbow glistening overhead. He said it was stunning. I've only ever seen this phenomenon in Antarctica, and I'm curious why it happens. Hmm. He also got a call from American musician Paul Simon, who had heard that his album Graceland was helping O'Brady make it through the long days and shared his number with the Explorer's support team. The two men talked about creativity and commitment. Uh, though his expression is music and mine endurance, we both could relate so much on the mindset required to attempt to perform at that level, O'Brady wrote. When is he writing this? At night, I suppose, he takes to the— Yeah, He gotta, gets himself warm, and he takes to the to the uh, the cell phone, I, huh? I, How do you get cell phone service? That, that was going to be a question right. of mine. The other one I had was, okay, and I'm being serious when I ask this. Yeah, this is a major accomplishment. Kudos. This is, yes. you know, this is you know, deathly conditions, blah, blah, blah. What do you get out of it? Oh, I just think it's. Uh, I just think he's one of these rare cats who uh, is reveling in the triumph but, of the human spirit. But do you benefit financially long term well, because I, of it? I, well, I, he may have had a sponsor. And I'm not trying to poo-poo. It's a it's a great accomplishment. But my God, you're you're putting yourself through conditions in which it's it's the odds are against you even living as a result of well, it. Well, it says a great deal about the guy. Uh, I don't know that. It's almost almost introduces a cynical note to worry about his compensation, but you know he's got a book here. He's got, a, if nothing else, a television movie. Right. He's going to have guest speaking appearances all around the world. He's going to uh, uh, consult with uh, scientific bodies. Uh, no one's ever done this before. No one's ever done this unaided. Right. People have done it aided. He did it unaided, towing his sled with all his stuff. Uh, and that was what for fifty four days you said, and he's waiting for Rudd. He's waiting for his buddy to finish, mm. so they can fly out together. It's a pretty small club, isn't it? Yeah. To, to those who have walked across. Well, it looks like O'Brady was here a couple of days ago, and I'll follow this path. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You really hung up on that aspect of the trip. That would be, you know, that's something you just want to be a relaxing thing, not. You know, worried about a get out the road. Uh, may I? May I? Uh, may I make another attempt to try to get through to you? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not demeaning what he's no, doing. No, it's... you you can't continue to look at these marvelous examples of the human spirit and whittle them down to the uh, to the to their basest element. You 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 need to you need to accept the uh, uh, the grandeur of this accomplishment. Fifty four days of walking across the ice and frozen tundra impresses me. Good. But, I, I want it to impress I'll, you. I'll leave it at that for you. But that that other stuff does cross logistics cross my mind, and I'm a <laughs> I'm a problem solver. Uh, do the math for okay. me. Uh, divide right. uh, divide nine hundred and thirty two okay. by fifty four. How many miles did he walk a day? Fifty five. Nine hundred and thirty two divided by fifty four. Divided by fifty four is seventeen point two. That's hauling, isn't it? Yeah, and it, the first 17, 34, a couple of days, and then what was the one day? He did 33 miles straight through, you said, toward the end to without any sleep. Right. I suppose he had his adrenaline running. Well, and you just get to a point, I'm sure, where you just want it to be over with. He covered the final 77.54 oh, miles so over so. 32 hours without sleep. That's, that is impressive. What's the total mileage again, sir? Give me two more. 932. 932. Mm-hmm. All right. And 54 days, so he's walking 17 miles a day, right? Yeah. 
Man. I'm double checking that. Uh, I got 17 and a quarter. I'm talking to a scam candidate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, if you both got it, I don't need to check it. Let me check the market as long as I'm right here. Hey, got your phone out? Ooh. Oh, we yeah, well, we're, uh, she's down 544. It's not doing oh, That's nothing. Okay. Well, I think we're going to be all right, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> we still got a snowstorm coming to town. <laughs> Say, why don't, I would love to talk to Colin O'Brady. Uh, you know perfectly well he'll be uh, Available. A, a media, yep. uh, a get. He's, he would be a good get. When he gets back to this country and gets rested and, and uh, uh, gets his weight back, I'm sure he'd be available, uh, or maybe he'll have to wait till he writes the book, or I don't know how it'll work, but I, I would love to know more about this. You know what I want to know, in all honesty? Hmm. What's the first thing you're going to do? Because you would have to imagine he's going to gorge himself, but your body is so shriveled. and you're, Right you, now, he, he did already tell us that. he The first thing he wants to do is sleep. I suppose, yeah. But he's waiting for his buddy. He's waiting for Rudd. Well, I th- um, sh- what would we talk to? Ghosts of Everest, uh, S- Eric Simonson. Mm-hmm. I bet it would be uh, a, a similar. That was great talking to him when he went up uh, Everest. But to see the things that this guy saw on Antarctica, uh, I'm mean, going to see a lot of snow. I wonder what's a greater accomplishment, what Shackleton pulled off or what this guy pulled off. Shackleton, remember, took essentially a rowboat and got to the got to the someplace where he could get help and go back in a bigger boat and rescue the guys that were abandoned when his ship, when endurance went down. This guy, this guy was never in danger of being at sea. He was just walking across essentially an ice covered landmass. I'm not in any way diminishing this guy's accomplishment, but I've always been impressed that Shackleton pulled that off. Yeah. But again, the unaided part, uh, gives this guy, uh, complete praise squared because he's he was hauling it all himself rather than the old you know like you said the kite or the dumps or whatever the other guys had but shackleton's probably just because uh, he was more at risk shackleton was more at risk it's it's just incredible what he did but it's incredible what this guy did wow yeah let's let's book him he would be a fun guest i think so 2,440,000 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. You get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight. By accident and elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. See, I was alerted to this by Barry Shockle. He's becoming a frequent off-site contributor. Mm-hmm. 
One of the many. Not the chief. There's a chief mm-hmm. offsite correspondent. That's Kelsey. Right. Uh, I want to know where the progressive left is on this story. What do you got? Would, would it be safe uh, to say uh, that the Mysterians uh, take particular delight in demeaning any aspect of Christianity? Would that be would that be safe? Yes. No mangers in the public square. Not, you know the whole deal. No. Okay, everybody's living. We're all right. Where the, where I wonder where they are in this story. The Nation of Islam and its leaders have received hundreds of thousands of dollars from the U.S. government since 2008 to teach religious study programs for federal prison inmates, according to records reviewed by the Washington Examiner. Hmm. So they're taking your tax dollars, and they're going into prisons, and they're using your tax money to fund religious education. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, I thought it was all laissez-faire. A black nationalist group led by Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam, uh, preaches that white people are the blue-eyed devils and Jews are the synagogue of Satan. Uh, Its leaders have received at least 364 grand in contracts and awards from the U.S. Bureau of Prisons and the Department of Justice between 08 and fiscal 2019. Mm. Just a minute, I got to turn up the lights. Turn up the lights so you can see. All right, so they're uh, going into the prisons to make them better Muslims, or are they going into the prisons to make them better Muslims or just improve their uh, Muslim? The funding was designed to provide Nation of Islam religious services, Nation of Islam spiritual guide services, Nation of Islam study services, and other related programming led by the organization's leaders, according to the Bureau of Prison Records. The Nation of Islam has been labeled a hate group by the Anti-Defamation League and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, New York Republican Peter King, chairman of the House Homeland Security Subcommittee on Counterterrorism and Intelligence, told the Washington Examiner the funding was beyond the pale. He said, categorically, no group or entity or individual associated in any way with Farrakhan or the Nation of Islam should receive any federal funding. What Farrakhan preaches is hatred and anti-Semitism and racism, and to use any federal money for any group that he's involved with that do any type of teaching or proselytizing is just wrong. Where's Annie Gaylor in the 59 Pontiac hearse? Yeah, don't we go all the way Why across the Why are we racing the, the scene of this crime? <laughs> right. Why, why, why is this okay? Why is this religious affiliation between a religion and the government uh, getting, not only okay, it's been getting funded. But if you put that in front of them, what would be their answer? What do you think, plays devil's advocate, what do you think would, uh, how would they respond to that? Would they, would they respond by just dismissing you, saying you yeah. don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, or? I, I would be dismissed. But there's no, there's no, uh, there's no argument to be had. There, there's, this is just wrong. Well, maybe we need uh, uh, somebody presses them. Well, and Peter King. To- well, Peter King the, uh, from New York. You've, you've got to do more than tell me this is beyond the pale. You've got to end it. That, that that funding has to stop. Right. I'm not. My tax dollars are are paying for this. I don't want them to. They can't pay for anything. Of I wonder this whose idea it was and how it got passed so quick, or, or how it got passed through. Not quick, but. Because- oh, I suppose there's a. You know, there's a whole field of expertise out there how to apply for money. Some somebody somebody cleverly it, it could have been applied for in a disguised manner and only now is it becoming revealed what it is. 
Well, they're, they're not playing fair. Well, of course not. And they're not going to— And Farrakhan is a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's a really bad guy. He is a bad guy. Wasn't well, he a former buddy of our uh, uh, state general-elect? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the funding was designed, again, to provide Nation Attorney of Islam— General. Attorney General, excuse me. Attorney General. You're talking about Keith Ellison. Yes. State Attorney General. Yes. Yeah. He uh, says now he distances, him, distances okay. himself. I didn't, you can so just forget about it. Farrakhan's a, an evil bastard. He's a bad guy. He says some really bad He's stuff. He's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, But you're paying for uh, uh, funding uh, designed to provide Nation of Islam religious services, Nation of Islam spiritual guide services, Nation of Islam study services, and other related programming led by the organization's leaders, according to the Bureau of Prison Records. So where's Annie Gaylor? Where's the 59 Pontiac hearse with oh, the siren going? Okay, most likely in prison, they will allow—they probably have some type, some type of um, uh, religious service. Maybe on Sunday, the boys can go to— yeah, you got uh, the chaplain the or Lutheran whatever. Yeah, or I suppose. The, yeah. Um, but as this go, this is this is different from here's your prayer rug. You get to have this room. I have no idea. Uh, you know, the prisons have budgets, and in that budget, I suppose, is an accommodation of some sort of uh, services uh, once a week, maybe non-denominational. Who knows? This sounds like this went above and beyond that. That this was something extracurricular to the prison right. budget. That this money was coming in over the transom, and it was being used specifically for Nation of Islam's purposes, and. Again, the left has to respond to this. Why, why is this okay? Maybe it's they're trying to keep prisoners. You had a teacher in Omaha trying to eliminate Christmas from the classroom. But maybe there's because there's such a large population, they want to accommodate, which isn't right. But I bet that's how, that must be how it went through. Could be, son. Could be. That's what I'm saying. I think so. Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. We're joined by our buddy Dave Dahl from the, the Channel 5 Weather Center. And, uh, Hi, Joe. We, we wanted to talk to you because we're still in the midst of a week of tremendous travel plans for people, I would, I, I would I, think. Absolutely. There are you know not a lot of people going to work these days, so the morning commute wasn't bad this morning, but it was a sloppy mess. Uh, we're right on the line. Seems like you know the Twin Cities with all these storms ends up right on the line, Joe. With between the rain and the snow, and that rain snow line has shifted a little bit farther north. It's up to um, you know almost up to St. Cloud. From there, it stretches all the way up to the south of uh, the Duluth area. But north and west of that line, they've had quite a bit of snow already, over a half a foot. They're going to get six to twelve inches more overnight tonight through early tomorrow. So travel plans to the north and west of us are going to be the worst here over the next 24 hours or so. Uh, but even here in the Twin Cities, we have a, a very cold rain falling right now. We're stuck at 36 degrees. But that temp is going to start to drop after dark tonight. So after about 4 or 5 o'clock, we'll start to see that temp drop and uh, the rain becoming mixed with sleet by about 7 to 8 o'clock and then changing over to snow by about 9, 10 to 11 o'clock tonight. And here in the Twin Cities, another inch or two of snow could fall 
and then the really cold air starts to shuttle on in with uh, temperatures staying in the 20s tomorrow and then teens for highs on Saturday. Overnight lows getting uh, very close to zero again before it pops up to uh, the upper 20s on Sunday. And then Monday, if you have some travel plans into, uh, you know, around the new year, it's going to be kind of a nightmare. Monday, we're looking for uh, another one to three inches of snow there. Temperatures starting out in the 20s, but dropping to five below by Monday night for New Year's Eve. It's going to be a cold New Year's Eve. Three above for the high temperature on New Year's Day, eight below by New Year's night. Uh, Very cold shot air coming this way right out of the Arctic, Joe. So, uh, yeah, kind of a... Uh, roller coaster ride here for a while, and definitely some very hairy travel if you're heading up to the north and west of us, especially, I think, over the next 12 hours or so, Joe. It, it could not sound more dreadful. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Well, even that rain crap that we got, you know, this morning, the cold rain with all the slush and yeah. stuff, you know, I'd rather have just snow or, or just rain, you know, but it never seems to come out that way for us. Dave, I figured it out. I figured out when I figured out life in Minnesota uh, from the weather records that you gave me as a parting gift. Yes, you go from December sixth to February fifteenth with no sixty degree days in this state. Never. Nope. Not well in recorded history. December sixth, nineteen thirty nine. It was sixty three, and on Feb fifteen, nineteen twenty one, it was sixty three. But that's the gap, about a nine-week gap between 60s. Where it doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Why, that's why people are so sad around That's here. right. In fact, wasn't last year, the first Saturday of December last year, I remember it being ex- it, it being very warm. I don't know if it got to 60, but it, I remember because my wife and I went to the Mankato game, and it was in the 50s at least. Well, it must not have been because then Joe would have had it. I would have had it in my records. Well, that's right. true. Yeah, that's true. Dave, thank you. You're welcome, sir. All right, Thanks, thank buddy. you. Yep. It just sounds like it's going to be... That was Dave's first appearance on the podcast. Yeah, I missed Dave. We should have him more often. Let's have we him on the there's, let's have him on the occasions of problematic weather. Uh, Doesn't do much for a podcaster in Bulgaria. No, but you know, if you usually people download it later on in the, during the day, and that's when everything's going to be happening, so they'll be informed. The about only locally saving here. grace about this, thank God, it's a holiday week. Mm-hmm. If this was a normal work week. With travel, oh my God! A commutes would have been a little trouble. Yeah, I'd say it's a little light around here. Um, As the mayor says, we're light on personnel. You can get a good parking spot today. Well, uh, I I think America in general is just I do too. Uh, yeah, has figured out that the Fourth of July is pretty much a week. Yep. <laughs> the Christmas is pretty much a week. Week plus Thanksgiving is pretty much a week. Yeah. But, but you know what I think that's attributed to, at least with my wife's line of work, retail spending. Well, that, but kids not being in school. Yeah, that's true. Because you got to have somebody has to stay home with the kids. I found an illness mm. I'll never suffer. Illnesses will never. Illness know. will never suffer. I'll never suf- suffer from the selfie wrist. Ooh. There's a selfie <laughs> wrist uh, there. Dr. Levi Harrison, a San Francisco-based physician, is warning people about Selfie wrist caused by people using their phone's camera to take a photo of themselves. A lot of people just work right through it. <laughs> this is a new illness. Right. You're, new n- illness. you're not going to ever suffer I'm from I'm not going to have this. No, no. Selfie wrist is a form of carpal tunnel syndrome. People who experience selfie wrist may feel a tingling or sharp pain, which comes from flexing your wrist inward or holding your phone too long without moving. I think if you develop selfie wrist... You deserve to. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's your own fault. Rook, help me. Was that the same thing that Kenny told us that Yates suffered from? No, that's a different thing. I don't want to hear about it. That had something to do with his elbow. There have have been several incidents in recent years in which doctors have diagnosed selfie risk, according to the Irish Medical Journal. Irish. The incidents included the selfie taker jumping on a trampoline, walking. Just a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I think the Yates thing was Christy Canyon elbow. That's what it was. Yeah. How you doing there, Tiger? Well, I had to turn up the That's okay. We got you. The incidents include the selfie taker jumping on a trampoline, walking on rocks, or just not paying attention and ending up breaking their wrists from falling or colliding with other objects, according to the journal. According to Statista, at least 62% of Americans have at least taken one selfie themselves. I haven't. Hmm. The statistic included 82% of people between the ages of 18 and 34. Uh, A 2018 study discovered that between October 2011 and November 2017, there have been 259 deaths associated with taking a selfie, with the most concentrated deaths coming from the U.S., India, Russia, and Pakistan. And why would that be? You know the answer. Uh, Because they have lost their Mm -hmm. relationship with nature. Right. They're standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon because they're morons. Well, we just had the the story of the girl yesterday. Uh, The uh, Horseshoe Falls or something in in, In Arizona. Just a minute. Yeah. She's uh, 14. I, I agree with you that you will never suffer. From uh, selfieitis or selfie wristitis, whatever. You I, I'll it. never. That'll never happen to me. I've never I, uh, done it. You know, whenever I I have taken an occasional selfie, but I never know where to look. Yeah, I always look. I have a look of confusion when I do it. You're supposed to look at the 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 camera part. I I can never figure that out. I'm oh. not a good selfie guy anyway. I don't. It doesn't. I'm not a. I'll selfie. probably never suffer from that either. Yeah. Well, uh, happy New Year to everyone. We should explain too. Yeah, about Garage Logic shows these next couple of days. It's going to yes. be a little hiatus. Um, we're we're going to have some best of features. We we got a ton of re- requests for Christmas light rivalry, mm-hmm. and we will. Didn't we do that over Christmas? No. Oh well, no, we did a show. Christmas no, we, Eve. We did not do a show Christmas Day. Well, I wasn't coming in to put up a show on Christmas Day. So nothing got happened. Nothing happened Christmas Day. We yeah. didn't have to cancel it. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Um, but we will feature the Christmas light rivalry tomorrow. All right. For the best of Garage Logic. And there's some other things too uh, that having to do with. Remember the crabby Lou, the crabby guy, yeah, the light yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, there's things for. Uh, in the in the hopper that have to do with the holidays that we've played over the years, but we'll be back with live shows on January third. January third. That's where we're going to have the first ever Groiny Awards. That's right, yes. Groinies. How yes. are you coming on your preparation? Uh, for that? Pretty good. I've got. I've have some. I can't use any movie cuts, so it it's uh, a little more difficult. Uh, to put something together mm-hmm. because you can't go to the uh, we can't use that stuff. I understand. So it might just be uh, us doing it ourselves. Unless we can find some other um, items that but, don't. But have. you need to. Uh, are you coming down to the hovel? Uh, yes. We, let's review the groinies to make sure you're going to have the correct audio. I can. I've got them right here. I have them all on the. Uh, all right. All on right. the on the list here. That's not a problem. All right. Merry New Year, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see you in a little while. Speaking of that, if you want to go to garagelogic.com and you can check out some of the other 
uh, past shows that we've had if you need to catch up um, while you're off this week. You can also find out the latest great creation from Greg Holcomb and find out what's on Joe's bookshelf, Author's Corner, garagelogic.com. We invite you, these last podcasts of 2018, to rate us on Apple iTunes and leave a note. If you like something, you didn't like something, or you want to hear something on a podcast, let us know. We check them out. Thank you, garagelogic.com. We'll catch you next time. Merry New Year! Ha, 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 ha.